Men, your kid may be on the spectrum and you're not quite sure what to do. If you're a father like me and have questions, maybe you're a puzzled dad too. Welcome to the Puzzle Dads Podcast, where we're cracking the code of autism, one piece at a time. I'm your host, Jamar Whitehurst, and I thank you for coming back for yet another episode of Puzzle Dads. Uh, We're going to start this off the way we always do, with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. We pray that uh, as we talk through this next episode, this next topic, that you encourage us, that you help us to be able to relate to this topic, that you help us to be able to have understanding on how we can be better as dads. Uh, and supporting our kids um, through physical activities. Uh, But just continue to watch over us, continue to guide us through each and every episode and through this journey, and keep encouraging us um, as fathers, as parents of kids with special needs. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Welcome to Puzzle Dads. Again, I thank you for coming back. Uh, Thank everybody for the support, for the questions, for those reaching out. Um, it's been an amazing journey and we're still on it. We're still going. Uh, if you would like to reach out to me, you can reach out to me, uh, um, at puzzledads at gmail.com. Also, uh, puzzle dads is, uh, is our handle on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram. So you can, uh, DM me either, uh, in one of those, uh, locations. Um, also, uh, make sure you're following us on YouTube on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, at Puzzle Dads. You can follow us on any of those if you'd rather listen to the audio. We have those uh, audio podcasts. um, And you may want to check out uh, today's YouTube link for uh, all my audio listeners. So uh, we're going to jump right in. Um, So the definition of today is athlete. Yes, athlete. So what is an athlete? A person who is trained or skilled in exercises, sports, or games requiring physical strength, agility, and stamina. So, uh, since I gave you the definition, let me give you the title. Call me an athlete. Yes, call me an athlete. So, here's a disclaimer. I am not an expert on autism, but I am an expert in my son. Uh, While... Uh, we may have different situations. Our experiences may be very similar, and that can allow us to relate to one another. So this time I have, I normally do one story, 
uh, I'm going to do a small, uh, three small stories. So uh, our first attempt to get my son into sports was when he played t-ball. So, and I've mentioned this a little bit before on diff- on another episode, but uh, I grew up playing baseball. Uh, I love baseball. And so I always wanted to have a son that I can get him into baseball. And so we started out, uh, as most kids do, at the t-ball level. Took him to the tryouts and just to see what he can do. And this was probably at the beginning of us understanding a little bit more about uh, him being on the spectrum. So that was an experience um, to see kind of where he was at. Uh, I told a little bit about how um, he was like a lot of the other five, four or five-year-olds that <laughs> weren't paying attention during uh, during the game and you had to always call on their name. Um, but that was our first experience with uh, getting him into t-ball um, or getting him into organized sports. Um, but um, he's always been a very active kid. So when he was at daycare, uh, our, the daycare provider sent us uh, pictures showing him climbing up the little rock wall um, as a one-year-old um, on the play- playground. And that was just kind of amazing because we didn't know he had that type of coordination um, and motor skills, but he's always had those type, that, that ability to be able to have pretty good coordination physically. So, you know, that was an indication, okay, maybe we can get him into uh, other sports. Um, we put him, uh, there's a group called Upward Sports, and we, uh, we, we put him in their basketball program at one of the local churches. And he played in that for a few years. He loved that. Um, the the staff and and the coaches were all very supportive of him and, and making sure he had the opportunity to enjoy himself and learn and grow. And then uh, recently, um, and and I mentioned on the last podcast, um, he was playing soccer through the YMCA. So he played basketball earlier this year, and then he just finished up soccer for the YMCA. Well. This uh, this time it was it was it was a great experience. He learned a lot. He had fun, and we really saw growth in his ability to kind of adapt, to play with other kids, um, to kind of learn the game as he went along. Well, uh, one of the great things about uh, playing sports is being able to win a championship, being able to uh, be the number one team at the end of the league season um, and our son got that opportunity his team had to play in a semifinal game and if they won the semifinal game they had to play 30 to 45 minutes later in this championship game and I was just so proud uh, of our son because uh, again this was a journey going from the beginning of the soccer and soccer was a brand new sport so he played basketball for a few years he just played t-ball that one year. And so this was his first time trying soccer. He played it in school. So that's what kind of gave us the indication, you know, to ask him if he wanted to play. And he did. Well, the semifinal game, you know, they, they had to win that to play in the championship game. And uh, it, it was hot. It's It's been hot here in Texas. So if that gives you any indication of when this episode is recorded, it was the summer in Texas. So um but it was hot but they came out ready to play 
The other team had one really good player who was who was pretty big and stocky. Um, he threw his body around, you know, knocked down one of our players early in the game. And so, uh, but he was pretty skilled and he was their best player, the only one that could really score on the team. Our team was very diverse with our skill sets. Uh, we had uh, players who, who could score, who could dribble, who could pass pretty well. Um, Jamar was playing, he, when he went into the game, he went in as a defender. Uh, Jamar is one of the tallest kids out there. And he's, he's, he's thin, but he's strong. And so uh, Jamar was that defender, and this kid, this big kid, was coming down. And every time the kid would get a breakaway, Jamar would get in front of him. Uh, the kid would try to kick the ball towards our goal um, to try to uh, run and, and, and get a free kick. Jamar would beat him to the ball uh, on an inbound pass from their team. The kid would be matched up against Jamar and trying to push against him. And Jamar would just hold his ground and push back and, and wouldn't let him get to his spot and just really wore the kid out. And that allowed our team and our strikers, uh, for those who don't know what strikers are, those are the the people who get the most goals on a soccer team, normally trying to score the goal, um, allowed our strikers to to have opportunities, and we end up winning the semifinal game three to one. And you know, while Jamar didn't score any goals that that game, he actually, in my opinion, and it's going to be biased because I'm his dad, was the MVP of that game. Why? Because their star player could have had five to six open goals, uh, open shots at the goal had Jamar not been there as defender to stop him. Keep in mind, that kid scored a goal um, early in the game uh, to tie the game up 1-1 when Jamar was uh, subbed out and, and on the bench. And so when he subbed in, all that stopped. And so we were just so proud of him and so proud of, of his ability to be able to, um, to, to play hard and, 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 to, and to stop the other player. Um, and, and really clear the ball out and do what a defender is supposed to do. What I was really proud about, um, more so than just the game uh, with the semifinal game, is afterwards, you know, at the end of the game, everybody shakes hands, the teams line up and they shake hands. Well, this star player for the other team did not shake Jamar's hand. Maybe he was upset, disappointed. Um, because Jamar was giving him the business, if I can be honest. But um, he didn't shake Jamar's hand. And, and my mother-in-law said looked like it was intentional, that he intentionally did not uh, shake Jamar's hand. And Jamar realized it and went up to the kid, tapped him on the shoulder, and said, hey, give me a high five. You know, good game. Jamar just said, good game. And the kid kind of looked at him and started turning away. And Jamar just held his hand there and said, good game. And the kid finally gave him a high five. But in all, Jamar's sportsmanship uh, is what I was really proud of in that game uh, afterwards. Uh, the fact that he, he acknowledged, you know, it was, you know, they played against each other. But at the end of the day, he was still showing good sportsmanship to show that we can still acknowledge each other. Um, even though, you know, it was a competition and one of us had to win and one of us had to lose. So the kids had about a 30, 40 minute break. And um, and so it was, again, hot. We tried to get the kids in air condition in the cars uh, to prepare for the next game. The team that they had to play, they they played a game before ours, our semifinal. 
And so they had a whole game break. So, you know, we're getting the kids back together, getting them ready and just tell them, hey, play hard, um, have a good game, finish strong. You know, you win this, you win the championship. So I'm posting a picture right now. And so, again, for my audio listeners, please, please check out the YouTube page because I have a couple special things um, on, uh, on, on, on this video if you go check it out. But this picture is of Jamar um, winning uh, the, the gold medal, the championship uh, with his team, with uh, me, my wife, my mother-in-law, um, all out there to support him. It was a great championship game. Their team started out strong. You know, Jamar started out defender. And, you know, at first he was like, you know, coach, I want to play. I want to play another position because I just played defender a whole game, which there was some validity to him wanting to play another position. But, you know, he started out defender, didn't really was kind of mulling around. And the other team uh, scored when he was just kind of mulling around because, you know, he was a little disappointed. But the coach said, okay, Jamar go to midfielder. And once he realized, okay, he wasn't just a defender, he was in the midfielder, you know, he started getting back into the game and, 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 and started playing and helping out, helping to clear the ball. He had a couple opportunities to, to, to take the ball by himself down. And, you know, he just had to get out of the mindset of just passing it. And so, you know, there was a time where they had a, they had a corner kick. His team had a corner kick meaning they had an opportunity to score uh, against the other team with a corner kick. And Jamar was standing towards midfield, and I say, but, but, go down. Your team is, is on offense. You're kicking a corner. And see, he goes and stands kind of in the middle, right in front of the goal. Um, his teammate kicks the corner kick, and it goes right to him. And he looks up like, I have an opportunity, kicks the ball, scores a goal. And everybody just cheered. Um, we were all so excited that he he uh, he got his first and only goal of the season in the championship game. Uh, but it was just an amazing experience to see him just get so excited and so filled with joy. Um, you know, having his team celebrate him, uh, the coach celebrate him, having the other parents saying, "Great job, Jamar!" Um, but just to see that excitement in on his face and in his body. Um, for him to be able to score that first goal was amazing. Now, I didn't get it on video. I hate that I didn't get video. But a lot of times when I'm at his games and things of that nature, while I do want to have video and capture those moments, I also like to be in the moment. Um, I also like to just be focused on on him and his team and what they're doing. Um, but, but I won't forget that. I will not forget that memory of him um, scoring his first goal and scoring in the championship game. And so, again, back to the picture, um, that's the culmination of them playing a far, uh, 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 playing a, a hard-fought game and winning 6-2. to two. So they, they, they handled the other team pretty, pretty good, um, but one of those six goals came from uh, my son. And it's just so exciting just to – to have that experience. And now, you know, he just wants to break from sports until next season. So, man, so when I say uh, I am an athlete, you know, this is what we're talking about um, is, is today is giving our children opportunities to be able to engage in things like sports and athletics. Um, because oftentimes having kids with special needs, we may think, I don't know if they can do that. I don't know if that's something for them. 
I don't know if they're able to think through those parts of the game, right? And so part of that as dads is understanding their abilities, understanding what they can handle, right? What type of environments can they actually thrive in? What what environments may be too challenging? So we can't put them um, in this particular sport or in this particular game. Um, but at the end of the day, we got to give them opportunities to try, to try sports. Um, we'll never know if we keep thinking they don't have the ability to do something. So we have to give them the ability to actually try it out and see what will happen and see, hey, oh, they can do it, right? Um, and, and, and there are nerves <laughs> that come with that. There are some uncertainty that, that you'll definitely experience if, if you've never put them in organized sports. But you'll never know, and I've said this before, until you try certain things to know what works and what doesn't work. Um, see what sports actually give them the ability to play. Every sport is created differently, right? Our son's not going to play football. We, we're not going to put him in football. We don't want him to deal with any type of head trauma or anything like that. And so he's not in football. But other sports like uh, baseball, soccer, basketball, we, we have him in, right? Uh, your child may be great at individual sports like tennis or golf or bowling, things of, things of that nature. Your kid may be great at team sports, right? Or they may be, be great at things that are more mental, um, like a baseball, or, or even though it's not considered a sport, things like chess, checkers, music, things that can really engage their mind, but doesn't have as much physical activity. And you have to kind of uh, try things out and try things with your kid to see what they're really good at. Um, but you got to try and sign them up. Sign them up and, and and see what happens. And, you know, part of the uncertainty is how will coaches and players and directors of these leagues, how will they react to my child? How will they treat him, treat them? Um, will they be understanding? Will they will they not let them play because they're because it's a competitive league? You know, and those are things that come with research, understanding what league. Um, are we going to put our child in? We put Jamar in um, in upward sports because it's not a, it wasn't a competitive basketball league, and it was you know through a church. So you know there's certain rules with making sure kids get uh, equal playing time. Um, there's an understanding that they're trying to learn the game, um, so it's not as much pressure on the kids to to do anything. They're teaching them the game, but it's not so much pressure like you got to get it right, you got to win. And similarly with the YMCA, um, you know, it's not a ton of pressure, but they're still able to learn and play and be in a competitive environment where they're trying to win. Um, but there's not too much pressure to win. Uh, but, you know, part of it, but part of that is we did our research to understand what's competitive, what's not and what he can handle. And so also we we have to communicate with the coaches, with the directors. Right. We communicate with the coaches of every team that he's on. Hey, just FYI, our son is, you know, special needs. He has autism, but he's able to learn if you're able, if you coach him. Um, you know, he may lose focus, so you just kind of got to remind him to, to stay focused. But those are the type of things that kind of help set, you know, the atmosphere for what our kids are going to be in. 
it, it helps the coaches out because that now they're aware. And then the coaches may talk to the officials and say, hey, if if this child does something that's kind of out of the norm, this is why. Just understand. I remember a few years ago um, and the thing, the stories like this that give me hope uh, about my son playing even into high school. Um, I had a high school basketball game and, you know, had a varsity game and the coach came up to me before the game say, hey, you know, uh, one of my one of my players, he has autism, so he may have outbursts, but it's not taunting. That's not him taunting the other team, but just letting you know he has autism. And so this this may happen. And that was great for us as officials to have an awareness that, okay, okay, this is not a kid going at, you know, another team, uh, another team or another player, but that's something, you know, having that awareness allows us to manage the game differently. So then if there is a player on the other team that takes it that way, we can also communicate that to the player and communicate that to their coach that what you think is happening is not really happening. And a lot of times that communication is what really helps everybody to understand the situation, right? And and understand, you know, okay, this this player has these needs or that we can accommodate. Uh, but you got to have that conversation and have it at the beginning of the season, have it uh, after the first, first practice. Um, but we also have to understand that, uh, just to be honest, that sometimes it's not feasible for our kids to be on certain teams. All of our kids have different abilities, right? Some have more motor skills than others. Some have more verbal skills than others. And so, there may be opportunities where you want to try something and it's not feasible. Um, and, and we have to be able to accept that and see, okay, what is available for my child? What can they do? What can they participate in? Because we want our children to um, be able to participate in different activities. Um, we want our children to be able to be a part of something, be a part of a team sometimes. So, but we just, again, we have to do our research so that we understand and know. One, another thing that can help is, is what I did uh, when he played t-ball is volunteer to coach. Um, this can make it easier on your kid. It can make it easier on other coaches on the team, other coaches within the league, because there's some always going to be somebody that's on the field, on, on the court, um, uh, on dealing with the team that understands your child and is able to communicate that with coaches, officials, players, um, you know, it doesn't always have to be a head coach. Like I was the assistant coach um, with this T-ball team. Um, but I think as dads, especially as dads, if we're able to be there and, and, and volunteer as coaches, that can help make the transition easier. That can help uh, with our, our kids really, you know, succeeding on the team and, and also help with communicating with the kids because then the kids start to understand and see the way that you're communicating and sometimes that can help the other kids understand how to communicate as well. So again, it's not always feasible, but if we have the opportunity uh, to help volunteer as coach, uh, we should do that. Uh, there are other things. So um, again, audio listeners, check out the the, the YouTube link. But um, the video at the beginning before I got started was me and my son in the gym. Uh, just last week, you know, I've I've started taking him to the gym this year especially as he's in uh, middle school, to be able to kind of, you know, help him 
build his body physically, get used to weights, things of that nature. So when he starts doing it um, in middle school, he's already used to some of the exercises. He already has the techniques, right? And I'm just so happy and proud of him for him really wanting to do it, especially with dad. Um, and and just really learning and growing and understanding the different exercises. He'll tell me, hey, dad, are we working on lower body today or upper body? And sometimes I'll let him pick and he'll say, okay, I want to work upper body. Here are the exercises I, w- I want to do. I want he always wants to, he always wants to give him the treadmill. He loves the treadmill, um, but we do it safely. And I'm able to kind of, I'm able to teach him the proper techniques, the proper way, the, the, how to, how to work out safely in the gym. But again, but that's another way for me to understand his abilities, to understand what he can and can't do, what his limitations are, right? Especially with it, when it comes to weights, um, you know, take take them to the gym to see, okay, he can do certain exercises like anybody else and may be able to do it better than some. Um, he can lift certain certain weights and encouraging him through that. So different things like gyms, even playgrounds, understanding what our kids' abil- physical abilities are, what they're able to do um, will help. Um, but again, we have to be willing to try different things. We have to be willing to step out of our comfort zone as as dads and um, put our kids in situations that they can try new things. And if it's one season and it doesn't work, it's okay to say, hey, this didn't work out, but we tried it. And maybe we try something else. I would love for my son to play baseball. I just would love for that because that was my first, the first sport that I loved. However, I understand the game of baseball is really slow. And for my son's attention span, having a game that is so slow, pitch between pitch, you know, it's easy for him to get distracted, you know. And so um, maybe that's something down the line. Maybe it's not if he's interested. But um, but it's okay to try something and say, okay, well, let's move on to the next thing. And he's really taken to basketball and soccer. And so we'll likely focus on those two sports. Um, and unless there's another sport he says he wants to try. And if they say they want to try something, let them try it. Um, because they, they've obviously gained an interest, whether it's from school, whether it's watching it on TV. You know, I told you all about when my son wanted to watch, uh, the U S men's, uh, soccer team in the world cup you know it's things like that where they'll give us indications of what they like um and it's okay to put them um in these situations and sign them up for teams so you know i talked about the the definition of an athlete and so part of it is is training them so if how can they become an athlete if we're not willing to train them if we're not willing to go to the gym with them if they're not really willing to sign them up for a team how can they learn how to play the sport if we don't put them in the position? So we have to, again, step out of our comfort zone and be willing to try things. So what are some things we can do? What are some uh, resources that that we may not know of or we may have heard of? Special Olympics. So where, wherever you live at, wherever your area is, look into Special Olympics. Most of the time, you can check it out through your school. And the school may have um, an opportunity to sign up for Special Olympics locally, and you never know where that can take them. So that's one that's one start. Our son has done Special Olympics uh, and and done track through Special Olympics. He did a skill type of thing last year, 
right? So Special Olympics has definitely has opportunities for our kids with special needs uh, to be able to be involved so that they're not feeling left out. They're feeling like I can get involved in sports. Um, like I said, YMCA uh, is a great place to start. Um, it's a place that uh, that we enjoy that um, that he's really thrived in uh, these these last couple of years in YMCA. And again, it's 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 not as competitive as a lot of other sports uh, or a lot of other organizations. And then there's other normal youth sports. Your city, your local. Uh, city sports teams and organizations that can give them opportunity as well. So um, those are definitely things that you can try uh, to um, get your kid involved in, to have them, you know, uh, try a sport, try a different situation um, and see, again, what they like, uh, see what they can handle um, and see where they'll thrive at. So um, I hope uh, this episode has been uh, helpful, informational. Um, again, this is a journey that we're on, and we're going to try different things throughout the journey. And uh, just remember, you might have an athlete in your household. Um, you might have a gym rat in your household. You might have somebody that can do some special things um, if we give them the opportunity. Um, again, uh, thank you all. Uh, you can reach us at puzzledads at gmail.com on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Puzzle Dads on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, um, uh, Puzzle Dads. Again, reach out to me, send me emails, send me your stories, give me topics you want us to talk about, um, and just look for new stuff coming soon. Um, we're going to take this thing to the next level. So I appreciate your support. Uh, I appreciate the love. I appreciate everything that you all have given me. Um, and I'm going to try to give it back and more. So remember, Puzzle Dads, we're cracking the code of autism one piece at a time. Have a blessed day. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Puzzle Dads podcast with me as your host, Jamar Whitehurst. For more information on autism, check out AutismSpeaks.org, along with other resources listed on our social media pages. Don't forget to leave a review and follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite streaming platforms such as Spotify and Apple Music. Remember, Puzzle Dads, to keep cracking that code because God has a plan for each of us and our children. Have a blessed day.